to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Cinenauts! Hey, this is Ian. I'm Boom. This is Catcher. And the Cinenauts are back. I almost said it just It felt like weird that. that you didn't say it. But the Cinenauts uh, are back for our regular, well, our partially regularly yeah. scheduled programming. Uh, we were supposed to kick off today jumping back <laughs> to uh, Magnolia, but lives got in the way for a little yeah. bit for a three-hour movie that we had all watched like relatively mm-hmm. recently. And so we said, you know what? We'll do Magnolia next week. Sorry, I know there's some voicemails hanging around there. Let's just catch up because over the course of Synonauts in the City, we haven't like talked about what we watched other than Sex of the City. Yeah. So we're going to take some time to just chat about the things we've been watching and doing um, while we've, uh, you know, during Synonauts in the City. But before we get to that, how's everyone been? Good. Good. Surviving. Yeah, making our way through another Canadian winter yeah. and stronger because of it. Uh, have you guys been spending much time in uh, Ottawa in trucks? Oh my gosh, this is, no. This is all I can think about. This is all I can think <laughs> about. I'm trying to... Yeah, I don't it's know. It's been all-consuming yeah. for sure. It's mm. like all we hear about, it's been a lot. I have friends who live in Ottawa, like one of the guys I work with, lives mm-hmm. out there and says it's been really unfortunate and people are getting harassed and it's just a nightmare. I've also like stopped watching like the news directly and I just get all my information yeah. like filtered through my mom because it's just like feels a little bit better that way for some reason. Yeah. Like it's like you're getting the news, but also getting like the comfort of your mother because sure. you're just like the world is a terrible place. Um, but yeah, I uh <laughs> I watched a bit of the John Oliver episode and he actually talked about um, yeah. the mm. thing up there. And he was like, 90% of truckers have the vaccine. Yeah, they do. So it is like literally a vocal minority just being fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. Just uh, yeah, causing yeah. shit yeah. and like taking it's up so space dumb. and time. But yeah, so dumb. Every, it's all a nightmare. But at least we have each other. <laughs> at least we have each other and at least we have movies. Uh, yeah. And at least we're not those assholes. Yeah. Yeah. True. We can be assholes in other ways. Yeah, we're just regular old assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just chat. I mean, we we started our Synonauts in the City journey in like basically December. Yeah. Um. So if we just said we let's roundtable, call out some stuff we've been watching, just chat about it, um, and just kind of vibe, you know, mm-hmm. vibe, get back in the groove. Um, one of my recent uh, watches is I I got the box set to um. Uh, Shaw, the Shaw Brothers box set that came out on Arrow. So Shaw Brothers were like the biggest kung fu film studio in Hong Kong mm. from like the 50s onwards. Um, and their stuff is super hard to find and it's even harder to find in like good quality. Like a lot of stuff you can rent are just like completely trash. The um, the uh, like subtitles aren't good. The voiceovers are really bad. Um, so Arrow Video put out a box set of like 12 movies um of a of uh Shaw Brothers and I've been watching those and the restorations yeah. 
are like fucking incredible mm. like uh, amazing are they just standard blu-ray discs or yeah so they're 2k they're okay. not quite 4k and That's i think okay. like even in 2k i'm kind of like if this went up any higher you'd really see some like like some of the shots are out of focus and like you know some of yeah. the charm i think would go away if it gets too high res there but what yeah. they brought it to was like amazing um sometimes yeah, you need I've a little bit of grain <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been yeah. thinking about that recently. Like, we have a bunch of friends, and, like, obviously, you know, I, like, you two are, we're, like, always trying to find, like, the sharpest, biggest, best image. And I've been sort of been, like, I think maybe Blu-rays as far as we should probably go with this. I think we mm. need to even <laughs> scale that back. Like, nothing needs to be that perfect. There is something nice. Like, otherwise, it's just going to be pores, pores, and more pores. <laughs> and yeah. it's just going to be impossible to create images, like, realistic facial feel like it's just you know what i mean sure. like i just feel for all the people who have to be on screen as we start getting higher <laughs> and higher def uh picture yeah. images like let's stop at blu-ray blu-ray is good this is fine yeah i mean some movies i think like in the 4k i'm like holy shit this looks incredible like 2001 i think yeah. specifically looks fucking amazing but mm. like danny at 70 millimeter was said he stopped watching lord of the rings in 4k because it like just looked to some things that didn't work for him. Mm. I think it looks great in 4K, but I I hear you. Yeah. Uh on that. But for for people who are curious to get into um like Shaw Brothers or or Kung Fu Flicks, um I would definitely recommend The Five Venoms um and uh Five Fingers of Death. Those are two like Five Fingers of Death is like a lot. You'll see a lot of Kill Bill in there. Um so a lot of Kill Bill inspiration came from that. Um and the five venoms is just like pretty badass kung fu like the whole time. Uh, another cool one I would recommend is the boxer from Shantung. Um, that's kind of like a it's a mafia movie essentially, just with martial arts. Oh, um, it's a mob movie, yeah. So that's those have been my three highlights so far uh, of the box set. I think I've gone through like nice. seven of them. Um, but yeah, so that, that's been a big are, portion of my viewing. Are you Looking thinking some, about like, ways of? Now it looks so cool. Yeah, they're are fucking th- awesome. Are you thinking about finding ways of? Get- like seeing what we can sort of like pair to get some yeah. of these up on the show. Oh, nice. oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can, very... we'll definitely figure out a way to do it. Okay, I'll, cool. We'll get there. <laughs> just pull a me and like spin it. You know, you yeah. can make mm, anything yeah. a pairing if you yeah. just want it hard enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boom. Let's go with you. What's your, what's your first thing you want to chat about? Mm, okay. So. I mean, there's a lot. I would say probably something that was kind of happening in my life around the time we started Synonauts in the City. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. was actually kind of like, are we now doing Synonauts in the City just specifically so I won't talk about this? Like, I was like, are they trying <laughs> to silence me? Like, what's going on? Because <laughs> leading up to the release of um, the new Spider-Man movie, the one that just mm. came out, mm-hmm. I like went on the quintessential spider-man rewatch i've seen mm-hmm. every single spider-man movie ex- <laughs> except for the amazing spider-man 2 it's the only one i had never seen um mm-hmm. i love the toby Maguire's. like growing up mm-hmm. i i anticipate as much as the youngins anticipate the tom holland spider-man's now that's how we felt about toby Maguire. like you know back in the day that's how i felt at a spider-man lunchbox Super hype. Um, Anyways, so I hear, I keep hearing like, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man's terrible, blah, blah, blah. 
Andrew Garfield's a good Spider-Man, but movies are awful. Watch the first one. It is bad. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like very flat. There's nothing really going on. Andrew Garfield's charismatic. Him and Emma Stone have great chemistry. Um, But that's just about all that's going for it. The villain's boring. Everything's kind of boring. Then I watched the second one. And it honestly blew my freaking mind. (laughs) Okay. I'm so glad this is finally going to get a public voice. I've, I've like been holding this in for so long. Because then, because I watched this movie, I'm so excited about it. Just to get roasted by everyone. Mm -hmm. They're like, why Mm -hmm. are you giving Mm -hmm. this movie a five star rating? What's going on? And I'm looking (laughs) at people's ratings on Letterboxd and everybody's giving it two stars. And I'm like, I feel like I'm being gaslit by the world. I'm -hmm. like, are we even watching the same movie? Okay. Like, (laughs) and I'm going to try to keep it brief because I feel like I could probably go on about this for a whole hour. I just think, like, <laughs> so yeah. Andrew. So p- people are right. Andrew Garfield is truly a great Spider-Man. He's very cool. He's got a lot more swagger than the other ones. Like, l- we're missing a little bit of that, like, kind of nerdy goodness, but it doesn't matter. Like, he's, and he also is, like, the physical embodiment of Spider-Man. Like, mm-hmm. the way he moves as Spider-Man is just, like, incredible. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is such a fun movie. It's also, like, incredibly heartbreaking and incredibly deep. There's, like, these, like, really intense motifs about, like, time and and being a hero and mm. responsibility that are kind of strung throughout the whole film. And it's done in such a perfect way. I think it's one of the best superhero films I've ever seen. Um, Boom is tearing up right now. I'm like getting so getting emotional, emotional about it, guys. Um, yeah, like I feel like we're deconstructing like Spider-Man a little bit, okay? And also like, I don't know, the music's amazing. Like what's everybody talking about? The music's not amazing. That scene with Jamie Foxx in um, Times Square when he's like fucking shit up and like he, you can like, he can hear all like those like menacing voices in his head. It's amazing. Like, what? I don't understand. The cinematography is amazing. It's the best looking <laughs> Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. Like, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll let somebody else talk now, but. I've never seen a Garfield Spider-Man. Oh, Ian. Whoa, Ian. dude. No, he is the best. He is my favorite Spider-Man. So, Ian okay, do I need to just watch the second one or do just, I need to see the first one? No, just watch the, the second one. The first one is origin story, right? It's the same thing I've seen a million times already. It, yeah, much, the first yeah. one is essentially the same as like the first Tobey Maguire movie. Okay. They just like swap out the the love interest and swap out the villain. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at Letterboxd right now. Oh, I'm God. going through the ratings. So, okay, so I see boom. <laughs> two two reviews, four and a half stars. Let's let's read some friends of the show. Kev, two stars. Uh Kev says, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> so that was a dead dub situation, I I think. Yeah. Uh Jonesy loves beer. Three stars. Thank you, Papa Jonesy. JLB. I'll take three stars. I'll take it. Would have loved to see a third one. Andrew and Emma's chemistry, my word. Yep. Thank you, Jonesy. Oh, yeah. Sophie Shin, gaslighter to the stars. Bleep it out. One star. No. One star. <laughs> She's lying Ladies, to herself. Ladies, don't get it twisted. Your ex following you every day after you break up is not romance. It's illegal. Oh, my God. 
technically oh, she she always was started a lens. on a always technicality. A of course, of course, there's gonna be a, a patriarchal oversight <laughs> in a superhero movie, Sophie. Uh, let's see, Hannah, two stars. Proto Lexus, no rating. Just like activity <laughs> for film. Uh, Guru Rex Dave, no ratings. Catcher, yeah. Two okay. Stars. Okay. I need to. Yeah. Yes, it's bad. It, there are parts of this movie that are extremely terrible. Um, <laughs> that being said, if you read my review, I talk a lot about Gwen Stacy. I mm-hmm. don't. Ian, don't read the review. I'm not reading it. I saw spoilers. Yeah. Oh, it, it is tagged. Okay, great. Um, yeah. Gwen Stacy is so good in this movie. She That's is Emma Stone, right? Yes, she is working like her, like Peters and her ability to work together to like fight shocker in the final sequence is amazing. Mm. Like both of them are working Electra. together. Yeah. Shocker. What did I say? Shocker. Yeah. Right. Electro. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I've never seen like the female character in a superhero movie function in that way where mm. they really feel like they're teaming up together and working together. And they're on just because she doesn't have powers. Doesn't mean she's not bringing something to the table. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like really great, um, like there's a a, a battle with Rhino, which is very mm-hmm. good. Yeah, uh, lots okay. of great CG. Like a Spider-Man's yes. suit looks incredible. It's amazing. Uh, there's like the opening sequence when he's falling. It, like it seems like he's like falling from the building. Yes, and yes. like it's like his it's like his uh, Spider-Man logo, and then you see him kind of like ease into it, and then like he kind of like jumps into it, and he's just like Spider-Man. It's so fucking incredible. Good. Yes. Okay. And every kind of like o- overarching or sorry, every kind of like storyline or thing narrative that they're trying to tackle, they do it so well. Like the conflict so well, the romance so well, action, everything like is just mm. pitch perfect. So, well, there is some justice for you. Give me the justice. Five banger. <gasps> oh, from who? Famous artist Danny Haas. No, of course. That makes Five sense. Five banger. That, that does add up. Yes. Thank you, Danny. It, earnest love. Yes. Yeah. Five banger. I knew uh, I could count on you. Okay. So that was... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try and watch that soon. By next week, I'll, I'll try to. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Catcher. So what's sorry. your first? What's your first? Uh, I think of all the things, if I could only talk about one thing, it's voir. Which is we're talking uh, about more than one thing. Just so I know, know, I know, but oh, I just okay, feel okay, like okay. there's so many things I have on my list, and sure, 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 I sure. feel would feel yeah mad if I didn't talk about this. War okay. is a series on Netflix. Um, I guess sort of co-create. Uh, it's produced by David Fincher uh, mm-hmm. and a couple other um, like film reviewers, but including I think the guy who did Every Frame a Painting, like the YouTube series. Mm-hmm. That's a great YouTube series. Um, basically this is a collection of YouTube video essays about films, uh, and the film going experience, um, and the importance of film in like a bunch of different, uh, reviewers lives. Um, they're just like, yeah, little video essays, about different things. Uh, so the first episode is about Jaws. Um, there's one about revenge. There, the last one is called Profane and Profound, and it's uh, from this reviewer, Walter Chow, 
and his he talks about forty eight hours uh, being a highly important movie in his life, and just mm. goes in deep at why it's at, at why it should be more revered. Um, and it's just excellent. It's just excellent. If you love film, if you love just mm-hmm. like getting into the nitty gritty with film or, and, and they're short too. They're not, the, they're like YouTube videos, except they're not on YouTube. They're just on Netflix. Um, you should check it out. If you are like, it's like a, almost like a, sh- not really a chef's table, but mm. sort of like a chef's table or, or that, uh, whatever that design a series yeah, yeah, they yeah. did with like Tinker Hatfield also. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that it's a, that sort of thing where but it's about film. Um and I think it's cool that they have it on the platform and I would just love more of it. So if we can get those viewing ratings up, everyone should go and watch, you know, the series even if it's on the background if you don't like it just so we can get the 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 algorithm to know this is what we want <laughs> stuff like this. Is it this is exactly what I I love so much. Um so it's really cool. I think everyone should check it out. It's called Voir, and it's on Netflix. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I watched the first episode of that. I haven't gone through the rest of them, but yeah, it, it's cool to see it. It's cool. I like think the I've first been... one was Jaws, right? Yeah, Jaws, and it just yeah. talks about like the experience of watching it. Going in a theater, yeah. It's mm-hmm. cool. yeah. yeah. All right, my next pick is uh, Drive My Car. So this is the... Um, mm the Japanese film that's been nominated for best foreign picture and best picture and best picture. Yeah. Yeah. By a Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Um, This movie. So is about uh, a guy, uh, Yusuke. He's a stage actor and director. Um, He is kind of struggling. And two years later, he like puts on this play and goes to uh, drives out to Hiroshima to put on this play. And it's literally about him putting on this play and like his relationship with his driver and drive my car and the people in the play. Uh, the movie is 180 minutes long. Uh, incredibly slow, but I literally cannot stop thinking about it. Mm. Like when I watched it in the theater, I have never been there. There's one scene where a couple characters are driving like across a bridge and they're just having a conversation about uh, the wife because they, they had known each other. Um, and I had never been in a theater that was more quiet than that, like five minute scene. It was like, oh, wow. Amazing. The way, like, they're just, again, there's just a dialogue and like, you could feel people like leaning into the screen and like the conversation, they were so like involved in it. And it was just like, the acting was just so fucking good. And the writing was so amazing. Oh my God. Uh, I like cannot, I like need to see it again. Um, I can see it like slipping in my top four once I get to see it. I think it's coming to HBO Max soon. Really? It is like. unbelievable just just really hard to put in the words how much i fucking love this movie oh my Um, god and yeah and and i went in like not blind not really expecting anything and it's like just incredible um yeah i've heard a few people talking about it like on other podcasts that i've listened to and it sounds amazing like i don't i'm trying to keep myself as like uh as spoiler free on it as I can, yeah, but like, like just what I've read is just or and heard is sounds incredible. There's like almost nothing to spoil. That's right. why it's like kind of weird. Like there's not really a plot. The plot is a guy's like putting on a play. That's essentially what it boils down to. Nice. But it is it's so much about like grief and relationships and like language and just all this like I, I don't know. 
like it's just it's just really really cool mm. um i i would love it to win best picture like it's not going to but i would love love if it got that because it's it's seriously fucking amazing mm. um so i am like giving it the hey. hard stamp of approval to check that out when possible i hope i get i i was hoping to make time to go see it this week um because i've also heard really good things about it and yeah. it sounds like a very soothing i think like sophie referred to it as almost feeling like meditating like did yeah. you feel that it had like a calming yeah. kind of or like cathartic yeah yeah it, i don't know it's any super like interest I mean, it's it's really hard to describe it yeah it's, it's like it's, it's like really a, like a movie i've never seen before when because it's like really there's nothing it's weird because I, I describe it as like there's nothing spectacular, but at the same time, every single fucking second of this movie is spectacular. Mm. Uh, I, I would recommend people try and see it in theater. I know it's hard to sit I, you know, if you I, feel comfortable because I think it highly would benefit from non ADD. Yes. Like, like it's, yeah. it, it, it does demand a lot of the audience, especially in the first like 30, 40 minutes, like to really kind of understand the pacing of how the movie works. So if you can get distracted easily, like at home, I would try and catch it in theater or when you watch it at home, like do your best to like put down your phone and like put it in like a separate room and just like zero in because once you get in the groove of how it works, it's like, okay, like I understand like how I'm supposed to experience this movie. Um, but proud of that, if you don't let yourself kind of get there, mm-hmm. I, I think you won't have the similar experience. You'll bounce off it. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. But that's what yeah. I was thinking. Cause when you said it was like what, 180 minutes or something, I was yeah. like, okay, that's when it gets that long, there's no, there's no way to really get in that and unless you're in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would try, obviously if you feel comfortable, if you don't, if you're, if you're not able to, I'm sure you'll still love it, but just try and make it the dedicated like yeah. viewing time is, is the important part. Throw your yeah. phones out the windows and pay the fuck attention. Exactly. It's, it's kind of like I was watching that Netflix show. It's oh, the woman across the, the, mm. the street house in the street with uh, Kristen Bell. Yes. Yeah. So I was watching yeah. that the other day and it's hilarious, but if you're not paying attention, it's bad. Like it can just seem like a shitty bad movie. Right. But if right. you're actually, I had to, I put my phone down because I sort of caught on to what was going on, and putting my phone down, I was busting a gut laughing for that exact reason. It's just very subtle, and like if you're not really in the zone, um, you can sort of like you could miss what's what's going on. Yeah, it's kind of like an absurd or like kind of like a satire, right? I watched it as well. I yeah. I didn't like it that much, to be honest. Like, I, I kind of figured, clued into what, like, it was doing or trying to do. And then I was like, oh, like, it was funny at first, but then it was like a whole season of it. And I was like, whatever. But sure. I love yeah, Kristen you, Bell. Yeah, you can get everything from the series from the first episode. Oh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. But... I love like the whole the wine glass pouring never got old. Like she does it yeah. like thirty times, and she just yeah. fills like every time and she fills her wine glass up with like an entire bottle of wine. <laughs> like, I like to the, this, the glass is like oversized. It's great. Yeah. Uh, boom! You're up. I'm up. Okay. Um, I guess. Well, since we've been doing. Like Cinemas in the City, I honestly have done a, like a hard pivot to television. Like mm-hmm. I have been watching movies, but I've really like leaned into kind of 
watching some series or like catching up on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and last week I actually tuned into the pilot of Bel Air, mm-hmm. which is the Fresh, Fresh Prince, Prince reboot. Re- yeah, reboot. Exactly. And so what they've done, I don't know if anybody remembers like a few years ago, somebody did, I think it was like, ended up being like a YouTube thing. Um, like a serious kind of like dramatic trailer for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So reimagining it as like this like socio-political drama about like race and wealth and and like black, like all this mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and I guess they just kind of took that and run with it. So it's like produced by Will Smith and all of that. Uh, and I watched the first episode just because I was like a diehard Fresh Prince of Bel-Air fan when I was a kid mm-hmm. and like still now. Were you guys big? Like, did you watch, did you both watch yeah, it? Yeah, I watched a fair, yeah. I haven't watched it like since, but I used to watch a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I was just like obsessed with it. So I'm like, I definitely need to check this out. I was skeptical because I thought it was just going to be like really stupid, but I was pleasantly surprised by no means do I think it's going to be, like, a groundbreaking, like, amazing show. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of in the same vein as, like, things like Gossip Girl or, like, CW shows, like One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl, The O.C., where it's just that, right. like, kind of highly produced drama with a bunch of hot people. Um <laughs> And, like, the first season is really good. Like, the first season of Gossip Girl was, like, so good. The first season of The O.C. And then it quickly just spirals out into being, like, a highly produced soap opera. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's going to do exactly that. It's just the only difference is that it's, like, an all-black cast and, like, black issues, yada, yada. So, yeah, I think it's good. I think it'll do well with, like, the intended kind of demographic of people Mm -hmm. probably in their teens and and 20s um i don't know if like diehard fans of who are like my age of fresh prince will love it too much but yeah and then i just think generally i'd like to see just more of that because i love those trash shows so much but <laughs> i think it's like they're so they're all so white right so i'm like i love yeah, that we're yeah, doing yeah. an all black cast but i'm like okay give me that with like an all asian cast like all latino cast uh, and then do one where it's like a bunch of people all mixed up together. Like, mm. you know, it's like if we're commodifying. Euphoria. Oh, yeah. Euphoria. <sighs> Euphoria is pretty white, though. Like Zendaya true. is the lead and she's not. But <sighs> well, yeah, there's no, no Asian like, characters in Euphoria. Not a single. Right yeah. Not a single Asian character. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. But well, that's the thing, because it's like now, like. I'm never going to complain about seeing more black people on television, but like, it's such a, com- like, it's, it, it's like, it's no, it's like Hollywood's are, like, it's diverse. There's a black person. It's diverse. It, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. And it's there, something right? that yeah. they're like making money off of. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So they're like, yeah, it's fine. People want this. So we're going to do it. Right. So it's like, we have to go through the same fucking shit with like every race. It's so annoying. It's like, just catch up to yourselves and like put everybody on screen. You'll make money. Right. It's fine. Like, it's uh, crazy to me. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy it's, to me. It's so stupid. But uh, nice. Fresh. Is it? Is that on Peacock? Is it called Peacock up there too? Yeah, I don't even Fresh know Prince? what that is. Where it's on Prime for us because we oh, don't have. 
NBC, uh, we have stacked right? or something. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. He has a funny name. Well, it's on Prime. Grave, oh, that's cool. I'll check that out if it's on Prime. Oh, I mean. I hate the casting of Uncle Phil, by the way. That's the only, that's my biggest fault. That's a big character. Wait, wait, wait. Is he just bad? Because I like I've liked Adrian Holmes. He was in a show called Nineteen Two, and mm-hmm. that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the guy who's playing Uncle Phil? Yeah, mm. he, it, not not for anyone interested in a cab because it's a show about cops um, and humanizing <laughs> cops. But uh, it's very good. The show is very good, and he mm-hmm. was excellent on that. And I've always been yeah. interested, like watching him slowly and like. That he landed this role, I was very excited, but I guess yeah. uh Well, I not think so he'll much. be fine and do his job. It's just like he's such a like handsome, stone face, like Uncle Phil and like the uncle and I think the casting they did for the other characters was pretty spot on. Like the guy mm. who plays Will, he's like cool and suave and like able to kind of like stay with that series beat, but also has like that goofiness to him, right? Mm, um yeah. and like Uncle, uncle Phil should Phil, be more like Daddy, like sort of like uh, yeah, fatherly figure. Excuse me, more what? More, more what? Daddy. More daddy. More daddy. More daddy. Daddy Phil. <laughs> I guess he's too much daddy and yeah. not enough fatherly. No, well, like Uncle yeah. Phil was like the world's <laughs> uncle, right? Like right. he like taught right. us so many lessons, and like I feel like this guy is just like another like friggin' like shark getting like right. making money. Like he's not doesn't seem like an exciting character. Mm. So right. yeah, uh, nice. Catcher. I also did a bunch of TV. Um, did a bunch of TV. I did a bunch of TV. Listen, Miranda, I've done a bunch of TV. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of how it felt. Because uh, I, I was watching Sex in the City simultaneously. I was watching the entire series, The League, which uh, was crazy. Uh, I uh-huh, really like that uh-huh. show, actually. Yeah, it, it's, it's really got good. some sort of like bottom of the barrel like toilet humor at times sure yeah but, like the cocaine toilet sure shoot, literally. yeah but it's yeah. it's good it's funny and I, you know i imagine you see yourself in this uh yeah in the football league yeah stuff yeah, yeah. uh yellow jackets i watched mm-hmm. uh which i really enjoyed boom talking about like sort of like cw uh melodrama that's it's perfect got just enough mystery with cannibals uh, and cannibals you gotta love cannibals okay. uh Obviously, you heard. Well, if, unless you didn't hear, we did uh, Station Eleven, me, Soph, mm, and uh, the mm. Doom Pod boys. We did uh, a, uh, an on deck for Station Eleven, which was uh, mm. amazing. And because of that, I finally—well, not just because of that, but because it showed up on Disney Plus devs. Mm. I started watching. Mm. I got to watch devs. I guess season Is one. Is that the same team behind it? I know H was a big fan of devs no so devs is alex garland so it's oh, great, those are garland. written that's right, that's right. and directed by him so he's the guy who did annihilation and right. ex machina plus right. written a bunch of danny boyle movies uh right. sunshine included one of my favorite sci-fi movies he's big on sci-fi uh and this is a show about a silicon valley sort of tech company whose mm-hmm. uh focus is on like their outer focus i think is on ai um uh, sorry, quantum computing. Uh, but in the background, they're doing some crazy uh, stuff with quantum computing with uh, regards to probability and understanding. Uh, what's the word? Basically, it was just, 
it deals a lot with like determinism and the idea mm. that everything is sort of like there's no no choice. Basically, everything is like predetermined. Um, and using quantum computing to figure out if that's true. Uh, Nick Offerman plays the head of the company, uh-huh. and he's is like incredible. In everything right now. He's in Pam and he Tommy is. too. Pam and Tommy, right? Yeah, he is really good in like a quite serious role. Allison Pill, who is always underappreciated as an actress, I think she's always amazing in everything that she's in. Uh, is absolutely amazing in this, and is sort of like low key through the season until the last shot of mm. her at the end that blew my mind. Uh, just incredible. That, uh, yeah. For Station Eleven, I watched like the first couple episodes, Mm-mm. and like we kind of got distracted and started watching something else. And it's like, yeah, it was fine. Like, I get it. I think it, this is a Slimfluence type situation, mm-hmm. also for yeah. for my end. Slimfluence um, means you don't like it because other people like it. No, it got too hyped up for you. Oh, yeah. it gets too hyped. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the who's a don't like it because other people like it there are a couple names i could drop i there, feel like I that's leave, me i'll sometimes. leave them out of this conversation <laughs> uh yeah like it was a great on deck episode i didn't listen to the whole thing obviously because of spoilers it I just was kinda so good tail end stuff oh, but thanks. um it's uh yeah it just like it was good yeah. it was fine yeah i enjoyed it i like you know strongly disliked station 11 <laughs> and i don't yeah. know like if it's because i was like maybe it's like a little bit of a thing because everybody was talking about it again like i was like i don't know if this is like a dead dove similar to the bo burnham situation where it's just like if i find like a gaggle of whites is like super into something <laughs> i'm just like so sus about it and i have to yeah. like watch it and i i feel like i went into it like wanting to like it because sophie also was saying that she like really liked it and i respect her opinion and like when she likes things i'm like okay like <laughs> only sophie not you guys just sophie yeah, yeah. um yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah no i absolutely i absolutely hated it i thought it was terrible and <laughs> But your guys' episode on it was great because it definitely, and it's funny because it works on brand with like what the show is about. And it just kind of goes back to like how art can kind of like touch people in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you guys were so moved by it. And I was watching it and I was like furious. (laughs) But but, yeah. Yeah, I think with for me in particular, it's like I did a lot of... uh, theater in high school and like a lot and hamlet in particular i co-directed um i love hamlet yeah and i love that story very much i think it's really fun and i love mackenzie davis um See, and that's i i'm like not really a fan of mackenzie davis oh, so i, I think it. that yeah. like just getting also, over that yeah. hill i think is a little hard for me yeah like i know people love her but when i like look at her imdb page i'm like Okay, she was in that uh, thing that you two both love. Uh, what thing do we baby, both you know love? That's, uh, oh, no, 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 San Junipero. How San, dare San, you San Junipero, call right? that thing? She's <laughs> uh, in Blade Runner 2049. We all know my thoughts on that movie. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know. She does she, Terminator. I never saw Terminator Dark Fate. Basically, you know? what you need to do is just forget all that stuff and watch Halt and Catch Fire. That's okay. what you actually need to do. Um, because it's actually incredible um and she's just one of the many incredible aspects of that show but really my ride or die for her is because of that show Um, that's really which i respect yeah that's i'm i will always be willing to go to bat for her 
Yeah. When I see so like if she's in it, I'll give it a shot. Um yeah. but the whole cast in Station Eleven is great, but if you didn't like it, it's fine. Like that's again, like you were saying, sometimes it works, some, sometimes things don't, and that's you totally. can't literally like everything. So yeah. that's okay. It's true. But, uh, I just find myself yeah. being so selective <laughs> with things like hey. based it's like the re- the same reasons I strongly dislike Station Eleven are like the reasons that I love things like Euphoria. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm just like, there's no rhyme or reason to it, and I have to stop pretending like I know exactly what I want from like everything ever, yeah. um, and just admit that sometimes it's just happens to not be for True. me. It's like, True. <laughs> yeah, or it's the right time. It's the right time for something. You know, you may you may yeah. have seen something that sort of influences that, or it's you know, it's all over the place. That that all being said, what we really do need is like letterboxed for TV shows because there's some shows that I can log, but there are other shows that I can't, and I need to be logging my TV content. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Since we're all talking about TV, I was gonna let me think. Um, really quickly, one TV show that Tara and I just finished up is called Murderville. It's on Netflix. Have oh, you yeah. heard of this yet? Mm-hmm. It's like um. Will Arnett, every it's like six or seven episodes, and Will Arnett is a cop trying to solve a murder in every episode, and he has a guest on to be his like assistant cop, but everything is improvised. So Will Arnett and like the regulars on the show know the plot of what's happening, but the guest doesn't know anything. And at the end of each episode, the guest has to guess who they think is the murderer. Oh, that's actually so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know improv is like a turnoff for a lot of people, but. I promise you, I I've, like me included. A lot of cases, th- it, this is super super funny. Yeah. Um, the guests have been like Conan O'Brien, uh, Marshawn Lynch, um, Ken Jong, uh, Sharon Stone, Annie Murphy. Um, it's really it's it's really funny. Um, nice. Yeah. So if you have any sort of tolerance for improv, I would definitely give it a whirl because it's 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 pretty funny to to see it unfold. Because especially after you watch the first one, they go back and show you all the clues of how you as the viewer could have gotten to the right answer. So then moving forward, you're like really keeping an eye out for clues and stuff like that. So it's oh, like an engaging fun. watch. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I hope they do another season of that. Oh, wow. Maybe I'll check that out tonight. Yeah. Uh, and the last movie I'll talk about is I watched that Digital Sundance is uh, the worst person in the world. This film came out at Cannes last year to a ton of hype. Mm. This is uh, Joachim Trier's, Joachim Trier's, one of the two's uh, newest film. And I saw it at Sundance finally, and I fucking loved it. Nice. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I thought it was so cool. I like didn't look up anything about it. I didn't read anything mm, about it. Um, all I knew was that still image from the poster, and mm. A, that payoff of that scene is fucking amazing. It's so good. Uh, and then B... Um, I think I I thought like the worst person in the world is going to get a lot of comparisons to Five Hundred Days of Summer and like mm. Amelie as sort of like that's kind of like goofy offbeat rom com. Yeah. Um, but I think it this is like much more than that. Um, I think it it taught. I think it deals with like you know age and finality mm. of things and you know existential crises and all that sort of stuff really really well. Um, like far beyond Amelie and 500 Days of Summer. Um, I think it's getting like a slow rollout right now. So I would definitely yeah. try and watch that. Um, but I, I really loved it. Boom, you saw it too, right? Yeah, I went to see it at uh, like the Tiff Lightbox Theater in, mm-hmm. here in Toronto. 
And I also really liked it. Um, I think what's happened, I don't know. I feel maybe this is my personal existential crisis, but I think like mm-hmm. now that millennials, like the millennial generation is like shifting out of focus a little bit uh, and kind of being like shifted by Gen Z. So it's like more of the content. We've literally just been like spoon fed and, and handheld through content for like the past like 10 years. Right. Like it was like millennials, this millennials, that, and like where everything we were seeing was just kind of us being reflected back at ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're seeing that shift now and I'm like, well, where am I? Like what's going on? Interesting. Um, and I recently watched search party, like the mm. talking about television, and like, oh, how is that? which I think, I was telling Sophie, I was like, I feel like this, while I was watching that show, I was like, I don't like it very much, but I feel like this is like the last millennial frontier. Like it's very millennial humor, like, and, and what they're doing. Search party. Search party. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like bummed because I was like, oh, this is like what we're going out, out on. Um, (laughs) And then I watched the last person in the world and I was like, no, this is like our, that's a good way to put it. Our swan song. Yeah. That's funny. That's a because good way to put it. it's so just like you relate to the character so head on. And mm-hmm. like there were certain things that I just thought weren't really fleshed out. Well, like the relationship between her and uh, Alvin, is that his name? I can't remember. I just like didn't understand the draw because they like where we end, where they start and where they end, um, mm. like or like where it ends up with their sure. thing. Um I just like I wasn't buying it almost, but mm. everything else like I thought was incredible. Like I really mm. like the character, the lead character. Some of those scenes, like the one you were talking about in particular, just like so well shot. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There's like this like whimsical like kind of energy to it. But it was also like there were also very weighted, like intense moments. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Nice. And Catcher, you haven't seen it yet. I have right? not. But um okay. This is like the third of a trilogy. The director has something called. Like, yeah, he has the Oslo trilogy. I yeah. don't know if they're all. I don't think they're like. Dire- they're not directly related because he uses the same actors across some of the films. Oh, interesting. Um, so I think it's just like about films that take place in, in Norway Oslo. in yeah. Oslo. Yeah. The two the two other films in the trilogy are on Criterion right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so you can if you like if you are listening to this and you enjoyed it, you can go back and listen um i would i would be interested to see because that was great insight boom in terms of like shift of focus i'd be interested to see if there's like a sort of uh growth as those movies came out if if that Mm. if this sort of feels like a finality of those as well and like be interested to see what that has to say about that but i'm i'm excited to see it i just uh obviously all the all the reviews i've heard are good so yeah i might just watch the stuff on criteria and then try and find a screening here if possible nice yeah uh let's see catcher oh yeah boom last pick you know what okay i feel like i've like spoken a lot i'm like i feel like i've been talking a lot um so (laughs) it doesn't really matter what i've been watching i just have one more thing to say about the amazing Uh spider-man 2 and then i'm done (laughs) okay just before we like just before like this moment is gone Um, Yes. Yes. So I just also would like to say, I think that 
in this age of superhero films and they're coming out of nowhere, you know, and they've all, always existed. And do you remember the 90s, like Batman and Robin, Batman Returns, like the mm-hmm. campiness, the fun. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then early 2000s come along and we're getting the Batman Begins, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. 70 millimeters covering them right now. So mm-hmm. much fun. Um, it's like very serious. We're trying to make it very, very gritty. You know, we want to relate mm-hmm. to these superheroes. Who are they? Who's behind mm-hmm. the mask? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think The Amazing Spider-Man 2 does a perfect job of kind of finding the balance between those two worlds where you just have like a very, very fun superhero movie. But then you also get down to like the nitty gritty and like the meat and like the emotional elements that of like what makes a hero and what would what they might have to face, what they stand to lose. Um, mm. And I just think that's very important. And I don't think any film's done it as well as this one. So I leave you with that. My and God. Please, everyone, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 for your consideration. Okay. Maybe I'll watch <laughs> that tonight. Oh, my God. Unreal. <laughs> I need to see it. All right. Catcher. Okay. Last pick. I'm, I'm just going to go through a quick couple things just to mm-hmm. say them, and then I'll tell you the last thing. So I finally watched 310 to Yuma. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. And I finally watched the lobster, oh. which I had not seen. Um, I still have a killing of a sacred deer left. Yeah. Um, but the lobster. Have you seen the favorite? I've seen the favorite. Uh, I've not seen with dog tooth, dog tooth, something like that. I haven't seen many of his movies, but I, what I've seen from him, I love. And so I've been meaning to go back. I was, this is supposed to be short. The lobster is amazing. And movies don't feel there's like, no one makes movies that feel like this. It's just, uh, amazing um mm. horror stuff i watched the lodge yes the yes. lodge is crazy yeah the lodge that movie fucking rocks the ending of that movie up. is one of the most dark things ever oh captured God. on film and it's yeah. two, two kids sitting at a dining table it's it's fucked it's yeah. totally fucked and yeah. it's in the best ways um coming home in the dark uh a Australian mm-hmm. film, I think. No, it's uh, on New Netflix. Zealand. New, Zealand. New Zealand, right? Okay, I wasn't sure. Okay, incredible, especially also as a Canadian. Uh, reckoning with, I don't want to say too much, but yeah, uh, don't, yeah, don't say. I know what you're saying. Don't yeah. say that though. Okay, I okay. Don't so say just it. check Canadians it out. Can relate. Canadians, we can relate. Check this out. Um, and a movie called Angst. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I can't remember. It's a German film. No, I won't even pretend. It's a foreign film I don't know. It's from the 90s, maybe. It's a uh, basically a... Think of it like this. It's like a slasher mm. from the slasher's perspective. Oh, okay. Um, the okay. music in it is very 80s, okay. which is a bummer. But how right. they use the music is amazing. But the music itself is not good. Uh, or it didn't work <laughs> for me. But there are okay. camera shots in this movie that... I don't understand how they did, and they're brilliant, and I love them. So, angst, please check that out. So okay. now the fi- the finale. <laughs> Mike is on a Steven Soderbergh train right now. Oh God! Here oh, wow! It comes. And I'm very Magic excited. Magic Mike or what? Magic Mike, sure. <laughs> no, I- I've watched three. So I finally went back and watched Out of Sight, uh, <gasps> J Lo and George Clooney. 
Uh, I watched this when it first came out, like on a legal like pay per view box, mm-hmm. and it was one of those movies where I left it loving it and being like, "That was a really good movie," but having no idea why, and for years just knowing it was good and never knowing why. And I went back and I know why because the performances in it are amazing. the The film is so beautiful to look at. It's so much fun. It's so enjoyable. Everyone should watch Out of Sight. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, then I watched. Contagion what? and side effects back to back. Okay. Um, Contagion is amazing. Soderbergh is really like, uh, he has that new Kimmy movie. Is that right? What it's called? Kimmy or something? Yeah. Soderbergh has put out about 500 movies in the last two years. Yes, exactly. And he did what? The Golden, the Oscars? Oscars last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, High Flying Bird a few years ago. And he's got No Sudden Moves, which came out earlier this year. And he's got the Kimmy just came out. But he is doing these amazingly small. Uh, I what I I'm seeing it as like the fall. He's like studying the fall of like the republic in terms of like America and its like rise. It is he's going in and finding very specific examples of where society is falling apart, um, and wraps every one of them in some sort of like heist movie. He to me is a guy who is just having fun right now. He's given up like making real movies in terms of. He's putting it all into one thing, and instead he's just experimenting on mass scale. And I am here for that. Uh, yeah, just... and he experiments is like with how he makes films too, right. like insane. He shot all on an iPhone, and I find he's not the first way. person to do that. Obviously, shout out Sean Baker, but right, he like he is experimenting with how to make movies too. Well, even just like no sudden moves, the idea of using like this crazy fisheye lens for like so much of I think so much of that movie. I think if not certain scenes, but like, yeah, you you see him playing and experimenting with form. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that to me is the coolest part about him. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really a Soderbergh fan, but I do always love and respect that he, he actively is trying to change what he's doing for his movies, which doesn't always work for me, but I, I, I love that he does that. Like that's yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's what it is. I think for sure. Nice. So yeah, that's it. Um, Nice. That was a good little catch up there. Huh? Anything else? Yeah, that was Ian? fun. Yeah. Uh, my last one, I, I just want to plug real quick. Everyone should go watch Jackass. Yes, please. Forever, because that shit mm. is fucking amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Um, Incredible. No, anything else? That's it. I'm happy to be back. I, I'll, I'll miss yeah. talking Sex in the City every week, but <clears throat> I love talking like just what's new content and criterion. So I'm mm-hmm. stoked. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Thanks, uh, friends. And thank you for waiting one more week. What's What's another week after three months for Magnolia? Uh, That's what I say. That's what I say. We right. will be back with Magnolia next week, though. We will. Uh, in the meantime, Boomcatcher. Love you both. Love you. Bye. Uh, I will try and watch Spider-Man 2. By oh, yes. Week. Please we'll do. Later. Also, you're going to come back too. and be like, boom, what the fuck? <laughs> I just appreciate you trying, okay? I will always try. I will never say no. <laughs> Thank All right. you. Talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.